Okay, cool. Hey, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> it has been out of game two weeks since we recorded episode 55, A Blanket of Stars, and episode 56, Before the Dawn. How are we feeling? Uh, I'm Cries. still crying on the inside. <laughs> I haven't stopped yeah. weeping. Uh, fulfilled, but also slightly sad. Sad, but happy, if that makes sense. Sappy. Sappy. <laughs> we, can, well, we can get a little sappy tonight as we answer some community-asked questions. Man, I'm proud of that segue. <laughs> but me, I, I do, I do want to say you sounded like you were flirting. <laughs> I got I got too proud of the segue and got like in. Into, <laughs> into, into, yeah, into the segue. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, god. Just... I was attracted at my. I was that proud. Oh no. Verbal narcissus. <laughs> anyway. God. That whole segue just was destroyed from my very eyes. Alright. Um we're we're answering some community asked questions. Um from our Discord, from our friends, um and a few from myself, because I, I I don't know. I, I wanted some feedback. Um <laughs> And as well as like the last table talk session, where you're, we're going to show a few fun Podbean stats and talk a bit about the future and some other prizes along the way. Whew. So I figure let's get the good shit out the way and start with the questions, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I will tell you if one is targeted at anybody, but otherwise assume it's for everyone. And we can go chat order because last time that got confusing. Um. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll go chat order, but obviously I'll go last as the proctor, you know? Fair. Okay, so the first question is... Uh, I'm trying to find one that would be a good first question out of order. Because I wrote them in order sent, you know? Um, yeah. Ah, there's a... Pixie asks, are we okay? I mean, okay. are we? Are any of us okay? Kinda. Um... Yes, I think it was nice to have the break because it let me just like uh, get my bearings for like a hot second. But I'm okay. I think I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm alive. Yeah. Pretty good. It's, it's pretty, look, it's pretty low stress. I'm, I'm, alive. Alive. I'm a little stressed. Hey, a little you're stressed. Yeah. Stress is not alive. You say that. And I'm right. I've never called you a liar. So, yeah, I guess. Um, Ren <laughs> Hewlin from uh, Hear There Be Podcast, Outcast. The Hear There Be Outcast podcast. Try saying that ten times fast. Um, <clears throat> gonna. Asks, did the world have a creation myth? To which I say, maybe? Probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Assumedly, I, I kind of feel like one of the nice, interesting parts about our campaign was it simultaneously did get very like cosmic in stakes, but it stayed very humble in scope. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think, 
other campaigns sometimes talk about like fighting the gods and becoming the gods. Hi, Hallie, we love you. Um, so like I think ours, I think ours kind of stuck to this group of people defending their home. And I think even though the stakes got more cosmic, the scale stayed very local. And I thought that that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we didn't go more than like a hundred miles out of Timshul unless we were in a different plane. Yeah, like we went to some other planes a couple of times, but it was only for like a few episodes. I love how then... casually you guys said that. <laughs> <laughs> and we then don't they came talk back about and what happened in Ravnica. But but we do though, because B already said what he planned to have happen, and then we have what actually happened. And we've already gone through everything that happened. What did happen? Oh my god. Well, B said the stuff that he was going to have happen, and then we know that Sari was part of the <laughs> part of the like blood circus for a little while, and then we, we somehow <laughs> Yeah, and then we somehow escaped. Somehow. And we know that we met Mel. Somehow I don't know exactly how we escaped. Then afterwards we fought a big monster that took Sari's shoes. <laughs> I, I um, don't remember that. I we don't remember friends. any of this. I think my mind has repressed it because we've gone so long without actually talking about it. Okay. We, we're not supposed to talk about what happened in Ravnica. That's what Pixie That's- says. It's a reference. Otherwise, well, we have Pixie- talked about what happened in we Ravnica. Have. It's in yeah. the podcast. And each time Pixie <laughs> comes to my house with a knife and says, Soon. <laughs> Yeah. Little do you know, Pixie, that that only fuels the fire. You can't kill him. He's immortal. He's like a cat with nine lives. Except for each life is more and more powerful and more and more Ravnica trips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, thought, you thought one was bad. Wait until campaign 75. <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> takes place Will they even be alive then? I don't know, man. <laughs> Probably. We're gonna live anyway. forever. Oh, wait, the whole more. thing takes place on Ravnica. I wouldn't it's mind a Ravnica just... campaign in my future. That'd be fun. Not explicitly on the podcast, but just like in general. I think that'd be a fun set. That'd be a fun setting to do a campaign in, period. Yeah, it would be. Hey, remember, we have friends. <laughs> that does <laughs> That is true. Friends. We have friends. <laughs> yeah. We have the friends crew. What is the Friends crew? Who, who no one... Who no one knows. A couple of people listening will know what that is. That was the campaign that um, Connie and Mel originally came from. And, and Oshtai and Parent. And, oh yeah, and Oshtai yeah. and Parent. I'm so sorry. I love them. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, can't oh, say, I, can't, I can't say it anymore. Oh no, I've, been, I've got my line taken from me. <laughs> By court of law. Q&A is for campaign one, so you can still say it until the end of this episode. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah. There you go. Oh, feel like <laughs> <we've been lifted. laughs> it feels feel good, Libby. <laughs> I'm glad I got that out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Every time you you can't say it, there's a part of you that's just sitting there, like. <sighs> you are. I would be lying if I said that you weren't one hundred and twenty-five million percent accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Pixie asks Rev, how do you do your oop voice? Oh no. <laughs> oh no, here it comes. <laughs> hold on, hold on. She actually you made her happy. <laughs> oh no. Okay, okay. Oh no, here it comes. <clears throat> I haven't done this in a couple of days. <clears throat> well, to successfully pull off the oo voice, you have to... Well, let's see. I don't even know how to explain it, really. I just kind of... Oh, I just my gosh. Do it? Like, I don't uh, really think about it that much. My soul <laughs> is leaving my body. <laughs> Every Which, day we wait. stray further from the gods. Shay, is it going up or down? <laughs> Both, simultaneously. It's <laughs> being... Split apart. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh man! But <laughs> in, in, in all seriousness, I really, I, I don't, I don't really know how I do it. It just kind of happens. That's the longest it, it I've heard you speak you... in the uwu voice. I'm just baby uwu. Oh, I don't like that. It just, it gives you power, and that's what's scary about it. Is every time you've done that voice on the podcast. You've rolled like a nat twenty, and it's terrifying. I am no longer baby. I want power. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unsettled. Thank you, Pixie, for that we question. We lost half of our audience. <laughs> they, we either they stopped listening or they literally and gained, died. And gained a new audience of furries. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Campaign 2 is all to now. You're welcome. <laughs> we just have yep. Shinari. Shinari yep. is the entire oh, show Oh god, now. I forgot about Shinari. It's Shinari oh, and Jatai and the bird AU. No! Oh, no! <laughs> uh, the Pixie cursed again, bird AU. Pixie once again uh, wants to know what favorite moments from her recaps were because last time we gave her the cop-out answer of all of them and I'm realizing now for a content creator, hearing all of it was good might just not be a good answer. <laughs> oh, that's Oof. fair. Okay, so, okay. I guess I have to first was. Um, cat. Yeah, cat first because I don't know. I just I think I think it's really funny. Every single time, like she just fucking pulled out a ukulele <laughs> last time, and I think my soul left my body. I was like, oh, oh god. <laughs> There's going to be singing, and it was fantastic. This is a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> I I just I really like when she just does random parodies that no one's expecting, like freaking Dead Girl yeah. walking for Anna. <laughs> yes, I like just, when she screamed about her campaign being canon. That was good. That was really good. I like. Uh, what is? There was one that I thought was really funny where she, I think she said like, and this is, oh yeah, like, I don't, I forget exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of, oh, Caleb's dad showed up. This is how much we learn about him. And then she holds up a sign that says nothing. That made me laugh. Um, and also the songs were fantastic. I really, really enjoyed them. Can I the, also... ha- the Happily Ever After song has made me cry. I've listened to it seven times and it's I cry really, every really single cute. time. Yes. And also, also, I just love 
how much content she got out of the we don't talk about what happened in Ravnica bit. Like, I know! Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> talented. <laughs> all it's fucking worth. And I'm I so know. <gasps> she like it's really rolled with that joke. It was great. Oh, man. I, I gotta say, for me, it was the the fact, A, the fact that someone listened to something I created and put in time into, like, even just memeing about it made me happy because they were memes that you could only understand if you listened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And But that's the narcissist in me. But uh, <laughs> the entertainment value, absolutely one of my favorite jokes that... Um, was the running gag in two and three where she had to get myself and Rev to do a few lines because because the situation <laughs> called for it. And I see when she did when I did the one for uh for Desperate Times Call for Divine Measures back in Arc Two, I thought she needed me to do background voices. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then so then I, I did her thing and then I put it aside and was like, okay. I remember I did that like 2 a.m. too. Inspiration strikes at weird times. And then fucking, I finally see the video and I get hit by that text-to-speech voice. I was like, whoa! <laughs> because I thought I, I thought that she wanted me to do the lines in the background. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I thought that she'd worked it out that the only interu- interruption would be my voice. And I was interested to see how she'd do it, but the text-to-speech voice like threw me for a loop and I was... It, it's weird to say, but the production value of the recaps only grew, and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Pixie does a great job. She does. Pixie, we can't wait to see what you do in ARC 2. Mm-hmm. We can't Earth wait to too. see what you do. Da, da, da. I can't sing AJR. I'm tired. Anyway. Uh, also, the, confe- the confetti in the last one. That was, that was just hilarious. Yes. <laughs> So, Pixies, you can obviously see we're fans of your work just as much as, hopefully, you are ours. Because of that, Aww. I also take a moment to say Pixie's part of her own podcast now, guys. And so, uh, it is kind of, it is advice show styled with characters from, like, a supernatural slant. And Livy's part of it, too. Yeah, hi. Oh, that's uh, so cool. It's very cute. Episode one came out, and... Uh, I can't wait for more of it because I'm excited. And the first episode gave me quite a few loud exhales through the nose. <laughs> Instead of laughing. <laughs> because that's how everyone on the internet laughs now. It's true. <laughs> the only time you actually laugh is when you're trying to get it across that you are laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> about that you're right so then when you actually laugh it's because the thing you're laughing at is so freaking funny <laughs> it's just, yeah. although i just i just giggle at everything i'm just really really easy to make laugh oh, like now i'm gonna use that to my advantage 87 percent of our podcast is just me laughing loudly <laughs> hey, Shay. yeah yeah, you gotta try harder than that. <laughs> uh, fine. I'll, I'll come back at it later. Okay. Uh, next question. Um, 
going to search around through the question sheet, and it is going to be another one from Pixie, because she asked a lot. Um, Good. She asks, oh, there's a few kind of joke questions that I think we can knock out. Pixie asks, are bagels round? Hey, hang on a second. We already did this. Yes, bagels, bagels are round are toast. Not round toast. You know Fight what is me. round toast? You know what is round toast? What? Is what? Toast? Circular toast? Toaster waffles. Oh no. My God. What? No. <laughs> no. Wait, no. Those are They're just round. Those are just toasted waffles. That's- They're round. <laughs> they go in toasters. Toaster round they have no. bread it's just round no. toast no what no they're waffles they are not. toast wheels no no they're toast wheels they have different they ingredients and so do donuts bread has flour <laughs> toast <laughs> but there's Waffles also other stuff flour sweet bread cake is just bread brownies Maybe. are just cake Okay. The universe is a lie. But does so cake good. taste the same as bread or a bagel? No. Listen, yeah, listen. it can if you make it bad enough. Yeah, if you make it badly, <laughs> but if you make what it, is how it it's rough? supposed to be made. What, what was your argument, Rev? What was your scientific? Uh... I'm I'm just saying that just because something is toasted, it doesn't make it toast. You can toast almonds. Does that make those toast? If you put them in a toaster, then yes. What? No, you don't do that. No, it's my grilled cheese becomes toast cheese if I put it in the toaster. I'm going to like hurt you. <laughs> arguing with this mad woman. We need to move on from this question until we I literally kill each other. Livy's the one who's going to make us go crazy over this question because she just and, keeps bringing up new. And Pixie, be a friend slash have a hug. Yes. Next, yes, yeah, of course. Yes. Pixie, I swear, as soon as this quarantine's over, I'm gonna fly over to England and give everybody there a hug. Take me oh, every, every, everyone in England. Everyone in yeah, England. sure. <laughs> Even the brothers. Until I find and, Pixie. Why would they? And Pixie gets the best hug. That's an ambitious goal. Hug everyone in England. <laughs> I'm a huggy person. Okay. I got time. Maybe, maybe we could get to questions that are actually about the show. That'd be interesting. <laughs> That'd be fun. Okay. Um, Nick, uh, Nick, a, a Wolf Song one, I believe. Our buddy Nick uh, asked, oh, pal does, Nick." Yeah. Does Does Caleb work out? Discuss. <laughs> does Caleb go to the gym? Work out. No. Does Caleb Does Caleb work out? Discuss. No. No. <laughs> okay, but okay. TV lifts. He lifts eight pound weights to try and look buff in front of the mirror. Okay. <laughs> is, that scene, is that scene from SpongeBob where he has the two stuffed animals on the end of a weight? And he's like struggling. Yes. He's got two donut holes on the end of a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, and he's struggling. Guys, this is bullying. What's up, bro? Do you okay, 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 Shay, you should remember this. You drew it. But, like, way back at the beginning of the campaign, before we even started anything, when Victor was still around, uh-huh. that one comic you drew of Caleb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrestling match? Oh, yeah. You're right. I he think it's been of- canonized that he works out at least a little bit. <laughs> like I said, eight pound weights. <laughs> well, what is, what is Caleb's, what is his strength? Caleb's strength is, I don't have my character sheets with me. Um, 
it's not like a negative number, right? It's not. It's at least it's either. I swear to God, it's it's in the range of zero to plus one. Um, I will. He's either that, average or slightly more than average. I don't remember. I will, or maybe it's my. It's either minus one zero or one. It's in that range. Um, his dexterity is plus five. However. Okay, so here's okay. So he's more of like a. Uh, kind of like a gymnast, you know, like he's he's agile. I don't think Caleb's definitely not strong. There's not a lot of muscle on that boy, but no. I think he like I think well, he's also he has some some uh, levels in rogue, so right. I think he probably like he probably like runs and like yeah, you know, he's got like, does, like soccer he's, player like, muscle. Yeah, he's like flexible. So I guess like yes to some degree. I don't think he's and like. I do kind of like to imagine that, you know, maybe, like, Zagreus, you know, because Zagreus is super a meathead, and I love him, um, is probably, like, I'm gonna, you know, you're my best friend, I'm gonna help you, and I like to imagine that Zagreus, like, tries to get him to work out, and it's not. <laughs> they worked <laughs> out successful. together when they were that together. I'm trying to remember where. Oh, was. yeah, you're right, that was in the episode with Finley and Zagreus, that was not a joke even- that. Yeah, yeah. I was saying working out implies you're doing it to get buff, which I don't think is accurate. But, like, he definitely, like, does a moderate amount of exercise, I think. Which has a completely different connotation. Yes. Caleb doesn't try to make himself buff or strong. He's fit. He has agility. Yeah. He's an agile character. Okay, okay. So the answer to that question is he does not work out, but he does exercise. Yes. yes. And okay. And that's very valid. Yeah, that's a valid answer. You do not have to get gains to live a healthy life. Yeah. Straight facts. <laughs> okay. That was weirdly wholesome. All right. Um... <laughs> you can be a small, lovely little wizard <laughs> if you... If you don't got muscle, become a wizard. That's the solution. Yep, pretty much. Beat up people with fireballs. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> okay. I'm gonna. I'm trying to find like more silly ones and get into serious. Uh, Xavier asks if your character cosplayed a fictional character in our like. This is a hard question to phrase. If your character. Cosplay. Yes. A fictitious yes. character. What fictitious yes. character would they cosplay? Meaning uh, meaning it has to be a character that is fictional to the world of D&D and our own. So something that's not D&D. And you can't say something like, Andre's gonna cosplay myself because I'd be a fictional character. Not that. Yeah. <laughs> no. That no. would be so funny though. Our characters cosplay as us. I no, that's not allowed. Oh, that's weird. It's just weird to think about. I don't like it. <laughs> Finley would cosplay as Captain Marvel. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, I, I like love that. that. That's so perfect. I it... like that a lot. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Wait. Can I su- can I suggest one for Andre? Sure. What's that? If we're going with Marvel, Black Widow. She has red yeah, hair. Yeah, I was She's actually like basically that. a rose. I was thinking that. Yeah. Nice. What would that make? Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Oh, is wait, just... <gasps> she can be 
She can be, uh, she, she literally can just be, uh, Ty Lee from Avatar. I was Terminator. gonna say, yeah. I thought she exactly could. Sorry, just looks like Ty Lee from, from Avatar. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I was, I was gonna say, if Sari cosplayed anyone, she, she'd probably go Disney Princess route. Maybe, oh. maybe, like, she'd do Rapunzel or Moana. Oh, that's cute. Ooh. What about um, Rowan? I don't know. Rowan's kind of a hard one. Uh, Say a fursuit. <laughs> no! Absolutely not. Just because she's a druid doesn't mean yeah, does. I didn't even use wild shape that many times. Wait, if you wild shape, does that make you a furry? No. No. Her last name is Wolf Falls. Literally. Her name. No! On all ah! level on all levels, including physical, she is a wolf. Ah! <laughs> she, she's she really yep. I mean you did it to yourself. You you are last name assigned furry. Fuck. You are. I didn't oh, know. No. I was trying to have like a cool cathartic see no just a furry. Hey, no one will ever be as much of a furry as Siren is, who's literally a wolf half of the time. <laughs> That's yeah. that. Yeehaw. 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 This isn't a Q&A, this is just bullying our characters. Maybe. Hey, furries are valid. Um, I... yeah, I don't know which character Rowan would be. Um, maybe, like, you know the little fairies from, um, Sleeping Beauty, the animated one. Yeah. yeah, maybe like one of them. I thought you were gonna oh, say like cute. one of the tink, one of the fairies from the Tinkerbell series, which oh, I'm no. remembering is a series. Yeah, <laughs> there's like five. I never, of them. Wa- I never watched that show. I oh, you, like you, you need to watch all the movies. They're good movies, except for the first one makes me cringe so hard because of secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> Understand? Watch them. All right. That I no longer can watch that one. Um, I feel like maybe Rowan would cosplay like maybe Amethyst from Steven Universe because she's small. I can kind of see that. Tough. I can sort of see that. Kalen would be a Steven cosplayer or Dipper. Actually, Dipper. Dipper probably Dipper. Oh my gosh! Yeah, if he's Dipper, does that make Anna Wendy? Ugh. Or does it make her Anna from Frozen? No, no. Because, because Dipper and Wendy ended up having a very good friendship that I liked a lot. And I liked I liked when they yeah. moved past the kid crush aspect and focused on the fact that they are good friends. I liked that. Yeah. Okay, but Dipper and Pacific talking, actually is a canon thing, though. Is it? In the Gravity Falls Lost Legends comic book, Dipper and Pacifica do Go kind of have a thing for each other. Now. Okay, guys. Oh, we're just being nerds. <laughs> we're just being Come nerds. on, guys. Stop um, being nerds and do a D&D podcast. For, for, uh, Actually, can I, for can I say... I this is say Jean Grey, but okay. Oh, oh yeah. That works. Dies a like... ton. Is a phoenix sorcerer. Sherlock Holmes from the BBC Sherlock. Dies and huh. comes back. <laughs> the Doctor from Doctor Who dies and comes back. Loop. Yeah. Loop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We said not loop. 
Um, Aubrey Little. Do other podcast characters count as fictional? You say, they you say are, not yeah. D&D. Well, I you mean, say. but like, the, it's not the same world, but technically it's it's still fictional. Okay, then sorry, re- sorry uh, is now cosplaying Angus McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, I think because the joke has been made many, many times on this server, and to me on Instagram, I think that the character that Caleb could cosplay really, really well oh, no. is Ian from Onwards <laughs> because he looks exactly like him. Yep, Caleb would just cosplay as Ian first because he's not bold with cosplay. He, he'd like he'd need to dip his toe in the cosplay water. He doesn't need to do anything. He just needs to he put doesn't. on a plaid shirt and he's there. Yeah, <laughs> and some pants. Put on jitter. This is a fun one, but I will say Jitter would absolutely adore the chance to wear an Iron Man suit in public and not be squashed. Oh, <laughs> oh that's really cute. Aww. I want to um, cosplay Jitter. Oh, Livy, Livy IRL wants to cosplay Jitter. He's Aww. adorable. This was a cute question. I enjoyed this. This was question. a cute question. Yes. Okay, yeah, um, that was a cute one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Minnie asks, will Sari ever beat the train? Well, she will try. So hard. <laughs> We're proud of her. I believe One day. Someday. That'll be the final, final campaign one, one shot we ever do. And it's just... An hour of sorry cartwheeling to be the train. <laughs> wow, that sounds yeah, really entertaining. It's, it'll be more entertaining because everyone in the background will be fighting like a monster or something. Like something will be attacking the town, and sorry's like, I gotta win, I gotta win. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, there's a freaking dragon. And she's like, I gotta cartwheel. The train. Oh my god. The train gets destroyed by a dragon and she wins. Oh my god, that's really Until the caboose car rolls in about five seconds after her. That's so good. Because it's the only one left. I love that. I love that. That's great. That's how she she beats the train. But no one tells her. No one tells her. No one tells her that it's that it's because the dragon destroyed the train. Sorry, just one. No one let her have this. <laughs> Please let her have this. Gail has just lost gonna... half his feathers from stress of her nearly dying. Oh. Just just let her have oh. this. Um You guys wanna move on to this you guys wanna take a pause from questions and go to some 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 stats? Or do some yes. stats? Sure. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> so uh, the most downloaded episodes ever are the same from last time. Episode one, two, three, four. You know, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to look at the top ten countries and the most downloads this month. I mean, the episodes that have the most downloads the month of April. Uh, countries number one is the United States. Stay strong, buddies. <laughs> uh, number two is the United Kingdom. Nice. Hi, Dixie. Um, number three is Canada. Nice. Canada, eh? I'm sorry, that was so insensitive. <laughs> Misty. 
Missy's from Canada, but Missy's True. really heckin' busy. I don't know if she listens actively. Um, I don't Australia. know anyone from Canada. If you're in Canada, hi. People from these countries, join our server. We want to meet international friends. Um, yeah, we have a couple, and they're really cool. But yeah. 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 Austra- Australia is number four. Oh, Who that's cool. In Australia, that's so cool. People in Australia, why are you listening to us? You have you're, you have a D&D campaign outside your fucking backyard. <laughs> you, you've got hobbit holes. you got all sorts of cool stuff. Oh god, you guys have no, wait, that's lose our, all of yeah. our Australia. <laughs> if your lives aren't already exciting as is. Uh, number five is Germany. Hi, Germany. Um, hi, Germany. Cool. Number six is Singapore. Hi, Minnie! Hi, Minnie! Hi, Minnie! How many people has Minnie told about our podcast? Probably a few. Uh, number seven cool. is New. Number seven is New Zealand, land of the Hello, Hobbit. Hobbiton. Ooh. Hobbit New land. Zealand, do you think New Zealand ever gets sick of being compared to the Lord of the Rings and Mount? Yeah, Mount probably. probably. <laughs> no, wait, I, I know for a fact that they have a giant um statue of Gollum in their airport. <laughs> really. I know there's a statue of Gollum in an airport, and because I, I read a news story about it falling down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, hey, New Zealand, come yell at me on the server. Join the server to yell at me. <laughs> That's one way to advertise. <laughs> <laughs> number, number eight is Portugal. Oh, Portugal. Cool. Oh, fun. Number nine is Vietnam. Ooh. And number ten is the Virgin Islands. Nice. I don't even know where that is. People in any country people in any country that's not the United States, if you want us to come and do a convention over there, uh, pay us money. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Give us a lot of money. We can't even afford to have a convention here. We can't we can barely afford like expensive mics, guys. What are actually, we doing? I've, I've got a actually, $60 mic. Okay, I so suppose you... Uh, with 64k downloads... No, sorry, 6.4k. Didn't want to scare you too much. With 6.4k <laughs> downloads, uh, the top 10 episodes this month... Actually, everyone take a guess what the most downloaded episode this month is. Is it the finale? Is it the finale? What do you mean by the finale? Uh, uh, the actual finale uh, episode? Blog? The epilogue? Yes! The epilogue. Yay! Yay. This makes me Uh, happy. That's like my favorite episode. The second most downloaded episode this month is To the River Part 2. Oh, that's a really good one. I'm proud of whoever's downloading that. Uh, The third most is the actual final battle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The fourth is To the River Part 1. Mm-hmm. And the fifth is episode one. You know, the one wow. that usually dominates number one on our list. Mm-hmm. The two the river wow. two parter and the finale two parter overtook it by four slots. Oh wow. That's really cool. I told you those last four episodes were really good. They are. The entire last arc is so good. We'll it get is. this. Uh number six. Oh, oh. number six is three DM seven. So that's the one we had with Hallie. Oh, neat. Is it because I ended it with Megalovania? Tell me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. 
Message me anywhere and tell me if the reason you listened to 3DM7 was for Megalovania. Because if so, I will put Megalovania at the end of more shit. At the end of more shit. Blend <laughs> um, every have single the rights, it was C2. Made by a friend. Number seven is... Act- Number seven threw me off. Number seven was Hey There Delilah. Huh. What? It's a yeah. good episode, but that's, that was a, a while episode. ago. Yeah. I mean, I get number one being up at the top, but at number five. Huh. Maybe maybe a lot of Pixie fans are coming out the woodwork. <laughs> good. They deserve to. They deserve to. I like that episode a lot. I think it's cute. It is also the first big boss fight that happened in uh, in the show with the Frostwolf. That's true. true. <gasps> maybe people went back and watched that, listened to that one because it had the first big boss fight because we fought the Frostwolf during the boss rush. Maybe. That maybe. actually makes a lot of fucking sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's eight, why I would have listened to it. Yeah. Number eight also is, kind of made me pause a bit. Number eight is our only ARC 2 representative, and it's camera shy. Hmm. Huh. Which is a, a lot of Angel fun... fans? I guess. It was a very fun. Ep- maybe maybe it's because I name-dropped Angel a couple times in the finale. And I was like, oh, yeah, Angel. I want to listen to her episode again. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I don't think I've listened to that episode yet. You absolutely need to. It is so funny. It's very cute. Angel's dynamic with Caleb makes my heart happy. And if it weren't for Anna, I think Angel and Caleb would have been remained canon. Because of that's that. adorable. Um, number nine is a Prince of Dragon in a War, which was good. A very dialogue heavy episode. So props to you guys for sticking through that one. And number ten, because it never leaves the top ten, is reignited. I'm proud. I'm so proud. Do people just keep downloading and re-listening to that episode? Probably. It's a good episode. Mm-hmm. It's a good episode, but like, come on, there's other good episodes. That's true, but it was like the first one that made us cry. Yeah. True, true. I remember sitting there like, huh. It was like my fifth episode. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, this is fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was right after we introduced Kat. So I'm just it, was the, it was the episode after we introduced Kat. Oh jeez! Wait, Cat, we're sorry right we did that fall. to you. Sips it right after Falfin and Frogs. After Falfin and Frogs was technically her one-on-one, but then it was reignited. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Um, questions. Back to questions. Back to questions. Sure. Okay, we're gonna get some more like actually discussable questions. I swear. Um, I like the goofy ones though. The goofy ones are very fun. Um, we'll start with a more discussion-based one. Uh, Amelia asks, what was the most hard-hitting moment? That doesn't necessarily mean sad, just emotional. The moment that you, the person, felt the most emotion. Oh. Okay. Ooh. I think I have two, but both okay. of them are pretty recent, actually. Um, actually, it's kind of hard. I've had a few. Um, one of them was back in Perchance to Dream. Um, 
when I was playing Valerian as a guest and not as a player and a cast member. Um, when the, uh, when the Malsum like, uh, just like straight up like got like face to face with Valerian like inches apart. That was that hit like I was like I was sweating. It was terrifying. Um. So that's one of them. It wasn't sad, but it scared the shit out of me. Um, and then an- another one is uh, recently during uh, uh, To the River when um, Finn had a breakdown. And uh, when after I said that Finley was afraid, B said that somewhere... <laughs> Like Tara was like fucking smiling, and I was like, "Oh God, oh no!" Mm. So yeah, it's probably the two biggest ones, but those are more fearful than just like sad. Mm. Yeah, that for me, Finley's breakdown was definitely like a really hard hitting moment. Mm-hmm. Like, God, that scene was so good, and then yeah, with it ending with like somewhere Terror smiles, I was like, "Oh, fuck." Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so so good, so good. Oh, that see that scene is like really painful, but it's such a it's such a good scene. So that one for sure. Um, obviously Anna being brought back um, is a moment that stands out. Yeah. Um, the moment with um, see, there are a lot of there are a lot of them from Arc Four because arc four i think was definitely the most emotional arc mm-hmm. so like caleb being reunited with alana was a really really sweet moment um the moment where uh sorry and rowan had that conversation about sorry's past and making God, up with caleb like so fucking long ago <laughs> i know it does and then i want to say I want to say Caleb in the river. The moment where we all had to trust him to go into the river yeah. was was a really really cool moment. Yeah. yeah, I think I think those are the ones. For, I think those are the big ones for me. I also want to point out all the stuff that was happening as Caleb was about to go into the river, like the others who went into the river, and freaking the parallel scene with Andre and Finn with um, freaking mm-hmm. all this. That that mm. had me on the edge of my seat. Oh um, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. The the scene with Valdis was really, really good. And I've just I've just been wondering what happened to him. Like since like since the end of the campaign, my mind's just been on what happened to him? Did he die? Like we just left him in there. Like, what's going on? <laughs> what happened to Valdis? Is he okay? We'll find out know. eventually. We'll find out. Oh um, such a good scene. Let's see. What it else. was. Um, I also still think Andre's first one-on-one hits me pretty, pretty solidly. Like, mm. it was such a big, like, turning point in her character development that, like, I was just like, oh, my baby. It, 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 it hits me right here, right here in the, the heart. Um, and I had another one. I had another one, but I can't. I mean, obviously, Anna being brought back. Oh, oh, it was... It was it was the freaking 
after B narrated the the tiefling boy and the Australian talking, and then he just went roll initiative, and he just screamed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it was a simple moment, but I was just like, oh, oh boy, okay, here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about um, you, Lori? Sorry, had a very emotionally heavy final arc. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. I'd definitely say a moment that it's pretty hard would be uh, from the beginning of Secrets, Lies, and Red Eyes, where she's kind of gone through like, oh, we dropped back Anna and Caleb doesn't hang out with me as much. Well, that's okay, I guess. Oh, Caleb's dad came back and he needs... Oh, never mind, he has Anna. Okay. And it was just like her whole struggle with abandonment and them fighting and then the whole resolution of it with her talking to Rowan and that all my feelings and then the final part of Into the River where she sees where her parents abandon her that that all hits really hard Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also the whole Rowan's Into the River part that like that's messed me up a little bit. I want to apologize. <laughs> I'm only deeply traumatized. It's fine. <laughs> I will say from the writer's perspective. Oh my god, I didn't even mention Rowan killing someone as a moment that hit me. Oh, yeah, there was yeah, that. Yeah, that, that kind of hit hard. I think I repressed that a little. (laughs) I didn't. I think about that often. I I live in fear of Rowan. (laughs) I need to think of a moment where I was a player, which is harder to come by than think. Don't Um, think about those. Don't think about those. Every time you were a player, I cursed you. That's true. I I did like Caleb's diplomatic moment in Fawcett and Frog. I did like his peaceful resolution. With the with the totem, because yeah. Although I want to say like, not to take away from that moment because that moment is great. Um, Kalen was basically a player, so like I think you have free range to talk about any Kalen moment. B. I do, but like a lot of them didn't hit me emotionally because I I proctored them into existence. That yeah, that's fair. Like as though I knew these things were going to happen to Kalen. Ergo, I didn't. I wasn't Feel hit the by emotions. Them. Exactly, because I needed to like think them out. You know what I mean? But you yeah. were like actually crying when Anna came back, though. Oh, for sure, it was definitely <laughs> emotional. But like, I knew it was going to happen weeks in advance. So like, mm-hmm. the, the rawness of that moment isn't the same. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like you guys are talking about moments of like improvisation and moments of like your character finding something out kind of on their own, and mm. to me, you know what I mean. Like it's it's in the question itself. I don't think those moments are less emotional. I just think the question of what hit me emotionally is different as your dungeon master. You know what I mean? I see. Yeah, that makes sense. So for me, as Caleb the player, it was definitely his diplomatic moment, totem, where he like we've we've always kind of talked about Caleb wise and nice ruler and a kind soul and i think because he isn't always a player character we don't always get to see his 
decision making process. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So seeing him come to this peaceful diplomatic solution and like working things out for the betterment of people, I think was a good moment to see because it made Caleb live up to what we knew about him. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, that's a really good example. Um, next question. Uh, kind of on a note that Rev brought up, uh, Ren once again asked, uh, what is the most defining moment of the campaign for your character? What moment was the biggest catalyst for their development? Ooh. Every Ooh. moment I just mentioned. <laughs> Ooh, I have a good one for Andre. Oh, please. Okay. Besides, um, her one-on-ones, which I think were pretty telling. I, I, I honestly think the conversation that she had with Finn while they were waiting for the the healer in the hearth. That was that was pretty. That was a pretty big turnaround for Andre because she was comforting Finley rather than like she's always been kind of emotionally closed off, you know? Like, she had to be helped to be brought out of her shell and stuff. But, like, once she was able to take what she'd learned and start imparting it to Finley, I think that was, like, that that was, like, a crucial moment in the development that I um, was going for with her during the story. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Finn, uh, Kat, do you have yeah. anything for Finn that kind of bounces off that? I mean, uh, it's really hard. I think um, it's weird because it's like she sort of had to, um, she had a very quick development, uh, or at least quicker than the rest. It's still slow, but in retrospect, um, I think it probably started when. Um, uh, with Finn's one-on-one, like, with, uh, Caleb taking, uh, or, well, Finn found the catacombs. He didn't take her there. And that whole conversation, I think, led up to, like, what happened. But everything, I feel like every episode there was a, there was a change. And then, like, when she had Andre there to tell her that, like, Caleb can take care of himself, like, just... Uh, worried, like, worried about you. So, and it's a lot. Um, it's it's different to have your someone who's not your idol, or even because, like, even if someone who you looked up to previously and you're now on a better level with, if they say something to you, like, and it's having to do with like not, um paying attention to them it doesn't mean as much but if it's someone who's who's actively like on like on your level um and just you've always known them as this person it's a lot different so i think andre's what kind of what she needed to like realize that like calum has his own life and uh, she can have her own. so yeah Bless. god i love that scene so much the scene of them in the in the doctor's office is just a question mark (laughs) infirmary yeah infirmary such a good scene oh 
that was the scene that made all of us go like, is there something going on between those two? <laughs> there must be something there that wasn't there before. Exactly, exactly <laughs> that. And I, I want to say, even though Finn came in later in the series, I don't think her development felt rushed. If that makes no. Oh yeah, I don't think so either. I think the addition of Finn was just kind of one of those things that just happened supernaturally. Like, she joined us and it was like she was always meant to be there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Boobs, you guys. Aww. Uh, Finley's a projection of myself. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Livy, do you have anything for Sari? Like the moment? Do you have Sari's moment, or was it something you've already discussed? Um. Well, her moments kind of were like, besides uh, her just being her. The whole Sari's one-on-one with the Rose Garden was her being awkward. Another moment of her coming into herself, I think, was when she brought Calum to meet Abix. Is yeah. She kind of never really thought through the emotional implications of that, but yeah, that must have been interesting for Sari. It's like she finally. It's for Sari. It's hard. I guess it's hard for her to like trust people. I guess she trusts easily at all, and yet also has trouble letting down her guard because she fears being let go and being abandoned. Yeah, the fact that she. Brought Caleb. Yeah, she mentioned that in the episode too about how, like, she always kept the map because no one could run off if if they don't know where they're going, and that's why she keeps the map so they don't run away. Yeah, sorry, sorry is like one of those characters. I um, I'm gonna be a nerd for a second, but like, go for it. Be a nerd about my character. Okay, we're all big Adventure Zone fans. I can say that safely, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, one of the reasons why I really, really enjoyed Taco was because he was one of those characters that started as super, like, a comic relief character. You know, like, he was just fun and silly and, like, always had a witty comment. And, you know, like, he, he was a type of character that, like, you don't really take seriously. But then, as you learn more and more about him, you learn that, you know, he has this, like, really sad backstory, and he's missing his sister, and, you know, like, this this horrible thing happened to him that made him give up his dreams, and, like, you know, you he starts to become, you know, as Justin said, uh, a three-dimensional character, you yeah. know? And... I really feel the same way about Sari. Like, she's this really goofy, funny character, but, like, there are so many layers to Sari when you really start to, like, take a look at her character. And I just, I just love characters like that. And I've really enjoyed, like, getting to see Sari's character develop that way from someone who was, like, really silly to, like, having these different layers. And I just think that, like, I know that a lot of people have said that they really relate to Sari, and I think it's because a lot of people can relate to, like, the kind of 
loss of innocence arc that Zari goes through, you know? Yeah. From, like, yeah. being this really happy-go-lucky, silly little kid to, like, starting to feel some, like, really adult feelings. Because, like, yes, the Zari, the episode uh, with Rose has this kind of, like, awkward feeling to it in the first part. But it's because, like, Sari is concerned about, like, Calum, who's basically his brother, and his girlfriend, like, having sex. Like, that's the, that's the tone of that episode. And that's a really awkward thing to discuss. But, like, that's showing kind of Sari growing up. Like, that's a concept that she understands and is, like, starting to come to terms with. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just really interesting. I think to see Sari grow up that way, but it's also been like really enjoyable. So that's that's my little take on Sari. <laughs> I never felt felt more loved and appreciated and validated <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> I will say one okay. of my favorite things that came out of that episode was conversation about Sari being. Um, I think the proper term is neurodivergent. Um, hmm. And like, and it was nothing Livy said that she, it was something Livy said she never planned for. But like, if I remember right, Spy and Pixie were pointing out like similarities between Sari's behavior and people they know, and it was very. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like that's a take on Sari that I, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. I remember that conversation. <clears throat> and yeah, it it, it informs. It actually informs a lot of, like, not only Sari's development, but the parties as well. Mm-hmm. From, like, because I remember in the early episodes, Sari kind of exasperated everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like in, like, in arc one, like, Andre, Calum, Rowan kind of, like, gave Sari a bit of a wider berth, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, like, I think around arc two, I think around episode 11 was when we really started to see like sorry sorry's emphasis on family mm. and like when she told Caleb that she was her his brother you know they were family mm-hmm. now that moment that little offhand moment sparked so much of sorry's development and that came from an episode mm. about a sleepover and like that's how it goes you know yeah and like i think that 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 kind of plays into it too because like you know a lot of our characters are adults but like we were having a sleepover and i feel like that kind of plays into that like sorry child kid yeah that kind of childlike innocence that sorry has that i think i think sorry kind of helps to keep this innocent tone with the party a little bit you know yeah i think that makes a lot of sense yeah but She's had a I just lot of, love Sari. She's great. She's yeah, she's had a lot of coming into her own moments. Like when Caleb and her became brother and sister. That like looking back on everything that's happened, that while it's may have seemed offhand in the moment from like my perspective, like looking back at it oh, through like finale level glasses, that probably took a lot for her. Yeah. To, to even say that. Yeah. And to yeah. not worry about being replaced. I mean, remember the whole thing with Invo and being the better sibling. 
yeah, she mm-hmm. she she needed she needed validation as the one who was irreplaceable. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that puts oh gosh, that puts a lot of things into a different context now. I'm realizing. Oh especially, my God, sorry, baby. <laughs> Her dislike of Altrian also makes a lot of sense. Oh my god! Ah! <laughs> that whole episode I... has a different context now! Oh, ah! I, have made, I have made the most complex character, and she, her name is Sorry, and she says, No, I'm sorry, whenever someone apologizes. And she cartwheels instead of walking. What have I done? <laughs> I don't know, but I relate to Sorry a whole lot. I want to give her mm-hmm. a hug. Sorry, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people relate to sorry because we all kind of feel that need to be loved, you know? Yeah. 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 Fuck. Thanks, Ren. <laughs> yeah, sorry's um, a good character. Yeah. Uh, we did. We mm-hmm. never touched on Rowan. Um. Do you have like a catalyst for Rowan? You think? Or was it kind of the wolf thing that we kind of talked about? Um, yeah, it was like, um, I mean, that obviously was a big moment for her, but that happened in the last episode, you know? I feel like a lot of Rowan's development happened early and then late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, and I, I can, th- I can agree with that. And I think I think that's partly because Rowan started as kind of the audience insert in the first arc. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was she was like the one who didn't have the quirky face. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, where where their one sentence intro wasn't thing that was wild and fantastical. Rowan was the most normal seeming, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Rowan's development was a lot of like mirrored a lot of like the audience coming to terms with this town was a lot of Rowan's development of coming to terms with Simshul. Yeah. Um, like I kind of I liked the idea of having a character that kind of there wasn't really anything super crazy about her, you know? She was just kind of like a normal townsfolk who was thrust into to this adventure position and like didn't really want it at first and then kind of came into it as time went on um because i guess just a a common theme that i seem to have for a lot of my characters is not being very brave and then kind of having to come into that bravery you know and i'm really happy with um how that arc went for Rowan. Like, I'm just proud of her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the the first moment, um, and I've talked about this before, but I, I I think that the first moment was after the fight with the Frost Wolf. I think I think that that was the first time Rowan really, um, you know, felt how much power she could have if she allowed herself to be brave and to take some risks, mm-hmm. and. That was when she decided, you know, I'm I'm on board with this. You know, I I feel confident enough in myself to, um, you know, take take this risk. And I mean, um, we haven't really talked a lot 
bit about like how we as people got together and started this podcast but like that was very much how it was for me because yeah. <laughs> I met I met I met B on Instagram like same I, <laughs> you know like I didn't know him and I didn't know you guys or like any of his friends he literally just we'd been messaging each other for a couple of months and then he came to me and was like hey do you want to be in a podcast and I was like uh sure and then like all of this happened and that was I feel like kind of paralleled a little bit by how Rowan joined the night the night council it was kind of just a like hey do you want to join sure I'm gonna yeah like I'm gonna take this risk and then like all this great stuff came of it so so yeah, that's, I think that that was that was, that was Rowan's moment. Yeah, Rowan's moment is take the risk and see what happens. Yeah. Fuck y'all. <laughs> we get way too in depth about our characters. We love them. <laughs> what it's it was? Good, I'm, I'm curious. What do you think the moment was for Calum? Ah, man. Um. It's weird, but it's kind of an understated moment. It's more of a lack of something than a moment that had something. And uh, I don't know how well this got portrayed in the early episodes, but the persona of Ace was kind of Caleb's crutch. It was, I could tell that. It was hmm. his way of like doing the things he never could do as a prince, if that makes sense. Because he had he had his slanted ideas of uh, leadership meant. And most of those came from Fitzroy. Um, And he figured that you had to do all these things to be a prince, to be a leader. And when really what I think Caleb came to learn was that being a leader means doing the right thing for your people. And it didn't matter about the formality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so Ace was Caleb knowing that but refusing to, but it didn't conform to his worldview of what Prince was. So he made up this dashing rogue persona who got to live out this life of doing the right thing, but maybe doing things in an unprincely way that Caleb felt he never could do. Mm-hmm. And as that faded out, I think Caleb became himself, if that makes sense. Like the lack of Ace appearance started to let Caleb be Caleb. Yeah, because I feel like he learned that he, he, I think he learned that being a leader didn't necessarily mean being a tyrant. He could he could do all the same stuff that he was doing as Ace, as Caleb. He just needed to develop some of that confidence and bravery, oh, yeah. you know, in order to do these, like, quote-unquote, yeah. unprincely things. I, I, yeah, I can see that. I definitely see that. I also think another moment for Caleb, if I, if I'm allowed to say something, um, about Caleb was, uh, uh, when Sari took him to go and meet Abex. I think that that kind of like he That's just such a good episode. Arc two had a lot of very good stories. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. But just, yeah. just that moment where he kind of realizes that he never really got to do all of the things that, like, normal kids do, you know? Like fishing. Yeah. And he kind of started to realize... I feel like that episode, as well as episode 11, were kind of what made Caleb 
start to really think about his childhood more and like all of the things that he lost. And that was what really set us on the course to like resurrecting Anna was I think that that like getting to go with Sari and see her family kind of brought up and then later at the sleepover when we were playing Truth or Dare, like brought up that these was the memories. First time, that was the first time the name of Anna got mentioned. Yeah. Well because I'm what yeah. I'm saying is like I feel like that of like those two events kind of like brought up these memories that Calum had kind of been repressing and started us on this on really the course that led us to the finale. So I yeah. feel like a combination of Ace and like that moment were were Caleb's moments. Livy, do you remember how Anna became a thing and how we decided the course of Arc Three? Yeah, I remember all of that. Yeah, we were going to record. Was it the old Q? Was it the first Q and A? No, no, no. It was it was something else. We were going to record something, and it didn't work out, and so. Because Rev had a kind of an emergency, I think, if I remember right. We didn't have, I have a lot of those, <laughs> and we didn't have. And this was before we had cats, so there was only two players. So we figured we'd record anything. So we just kind of started talking about the story, and Anna came up, and we started talking about her, and then that mixed with the uh, man, if copyright law didn't exist, yeah, Regina Specter's firewood. That and our conversation about Anna just merged together and became, I think at like 2 a.m. We just sat there and we're like, this is the plot. This is our three. This is our story. That... I, remember I, I remember I think I specifically said something like, oh man, too bad there's not a lich that like comes back and, and relies on love and power. Because we were talking about could Anna come back as a lich in the Taz definition of a lich. And I was like, oh, that's so world specific, you know? Yeah, and so I I looked up good liches and I found the Bale Norn from three point five and I was there it is and it happened to be exactly what we were talking about. It was mm-hmm. for an Elven spellcaster and I lost my mind. I remember you screamed. <laughs> God, I I forget if I was a part of that conversation because I just I do remember you talking about. I think you were that. there. You were there, yeah. but I think at a certain point you had to mute because it was getting late. I mm-hmm. see. I just, I remember listening to Firewood, and now, literally every time I hear that song, I cry. I can't listen to that song without crying now, because it just makes me think of Anna and, like, all that stuff, and... <laughs> and I remember telling Rev that the, at the... I remember telling Rev the next day about it, and I remember she kind of had the same effect, but with delay. Yeah. Yep. And you yep. played it after the finale. I was just, oh, it was a mess. Oh, yeah, I did. When Shay and I listened to the finale together, I played Firewood at the end. Yeah, oh. and I just, I was, like, bawling. God, I was a mess, B. <laughs> I love you, but mean. <laughs> oh, so, no. Next question. Um, oh my gosh, that was just one question. That was one question, y'all. Uh, Ren also wants to know what your process for making characters is. Ooh. That's a good question. There are some very good questions in this episode. Very. Um, it varies a lot. Like, 
I've got a character who's a cleric named Joy Riverdalia, and she's an Aladrin. And I made her simply because I had just finished listening to the Adventure Zone, and it, her name was Joy because Merle says choose Joy, and she's a cleric because Merle, and the elf because Taco. <laughs> that's that's just. And then one time in a Walmart parking lot, I heard a mom yell, Sebastian! And I made a cleric based off of that. <laughs> it's almost impressive. That is impressive. What do you mean, almost? <laughs> it's true. What about you, Kat? Uh, character creation process is tricky. I remember Finn's uh, process was, was B and I just ferociously screaming things back at each other with excitement. I remember like, that. Like, it that was sounds, like... That sounds like that. Yeah, it was like... It was like... Uh, ghost girl. Ghost girl? Uh, ghost girl. Like, oh, oh, Eldritch Knight? Eldritch Knight! Ah, ah, ah. And then, I think, yeah. I think the first thing that was, that we found out, that we knew about Finn was that her was Caleb's guard. And then we had to, like, take that role and make the pieces pit. What? Peep, peep, peep. pieces fit. Peep this room. Peep this room. And make the pieces fit into there. And we got Finley out of it. And I'm so thankful that we did. While we're Hell reminiscing, Cat, yeah. do we want to tell the story of, like, the first time we RP'd together? Oh, boy. It's, I yes, we can, we can, yeah, we can do that. I guess it is what got me on here, so. So we, like, so after, so we did the guest session, and I will not lie to you, Kat, uh, the guest session was, like, 90% me looking at friends of mine on Instagram who had cool Taz accounts and being like, they want to play D&D. Um, and then the dream session happened because of sleep on, which was cool. It's, it's, it's gonna, it's, just, it's gonna happen, guys. I just, just gotta get, just gotta get it happening. <laughs> um, and then, and that was when the CF podcast run was gonna be a thing, and me and Cat were in a role play at the text RP in that server at like two a.m. <laughs> just making a goofy ass scene between our characters where they got high and started just fucking losing their shit. <laughs> it was amazing. I think I swear, I think it was more than 2 a.m. I feel like it was maybe three. It we was insane. Stop. We were I think we were in VC at the same time too. We were we were laughing at our own joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. So because, Yeah. Because we passed out no one like when we woke up, everyone had read it already, and there was no like instant reaction to be had. <laughs> it was great. Yes, but so I I was very surprised when I was told that that's what got me on the podcast. <laughs> really? There was like that. There was like, a level, there was like a level of like trust that came out of that. If that makes it's sense. True. Yeah, so, you trust someone after you role play with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three over ten fumes. <laughs> but, I mean, also like falling asleep—that's trust. That's true. trust. But uh, um, as for like real quickly, as for character creation, like usually I just um, 
I spat out a few to, I like if I'm doing it like by myself I start with a I start with a class and cuz like I've played the only classes that I haven't played thus far druid uh artificer um and sorcerer I think oh my god those are other classes that I have played <laughs> um and I cuz I've played all the others but like it's it's like anything that sounds interesting or like sometimes like I'll hear like uh like this one class sounds sounds cool so and this one race that I haven't played I'll just like mash them together so it's kind of character creation is a thing where you, you can either be very organized or not organized at all and I think that's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that you're right yeah What about you, Rev? Oh, me. Oh, yeah. Um, my character creation process is similar to cats most of the time, and then I start with a class and then build off of that. Like, um, I just made a new character the other day, and I basically took all the classes that I hadn't played and just picked one from there. It ended up being a sorcerer because I haven't played a sorcerer. And, um, um, with that, I kind of, I had to pick my sorceress origin. Uh, she's a storm sorceress. And then based on that, I kind of picked, I had a certain aesthetic that I wanted to go for. And so she ended up being a water genasi. So she's a water genasi storm sorceress. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm so excited to play her. Um, but yeah. And then other times, it's kind of like Livy, where like I hear a thing and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a character based on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that, let's see. I'm trying to remember how I came up with Andre because I didn't use either method for that because she was only the third character I'd played. So most of the classes I had not played. <laughs> I don't even Andre. know how I came up with Sari. I honestly we, I do remember, not know. I remember we talked about Andre a lot, and I, in the early we. days. Andre. Yeah. Oh, no, I remember we got and we literally ran down like every class <laughs> and, what, and what story options were available there in Timshul, and we settled on and you went half elf because you liked the aesthetic, and Andre, the name no, Andre took a while. Yeah, the name did, but I also want to. I want to side note. I didn't immediately settle on half elf. Originally, I settled on changeling. That's yeah. right. Andre was going to be a changeling. Oh, my oh that would have been cool. I that love Andre as that. is, but that would have been cool. It would have been cool, but I also, um, I think I misspoke earlier and said Andre was the third character I'd played. She was the third one I made, but I hadn't actually played before. Yeah, mm-hmm. so your other two characters so. were Aspen and Sasha. Sasha came first. I completely. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Sasha came first. Yeah, Aspen then her. Sasha then Andre in that order. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So Andre, I guess, doesn't count because we just kind of ran through all the classes and races and stuff. Andre was but before you had a process, honestly. It was before I had a process, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so my process is kind of like a mixture between 
cats and Lizzie's, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Are we good? I yeah, I think that's or, good. Oh, I didn't I did go. Make, I did oh, okay. make a duck character, but that's just because I saw a picture of a duck and I'm like, yep, I'm making a D and D character about this now. <laughs> nice. You just be like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me, it's. <sighs> I don't really have a process. Like, it just... You also this... use a lot of characters over again. Yeah, I, I do I do reuse characters. Because, well, because there are characters that I've come up with in the past who I really enjoy and who then I'm like, oh, I feel like I want to play that character as a D&D character, you know, because it helps me to learn more about them. I have, have all these characters that I've just been like, sitting on the back burner that I've just never done anything with. And then when I get an opportunity, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I would love to play them as a D&D character and just see, you know, like, how that would go down. Um, that was kind of what I did with Rin. Um, he was part of a thing that a friend and I had been working on for a long time, and then I decided, you know, I, I think it would be fun. He's a character that I enjoy a lot. Um, and, you know, I had a great time playing him. Um, but yeah, I guess I kind of come up with characters in a lot of different ways. Um, you also take mine. <laughs> what do you mean? Valdis. <laughs> oh, hey, I didn't mean to... Okay, well, actually, <laughs> that was a process of stealing three times. Because first, because first it was Yina and her friend's character, and she was like, hey, we made a this character what do you want to do with him go crazy I use him in no, your campaign that's, that's you're kind of wrong i asked nina and ethan to give valdis and than a personality oh, like I, oh my I, gosh drum, i drummed them up and i went i saw a thing about living villains which was a DD concept where you have another friend come up with your villain's plans that way it has uh, that like ooh. authenticity of another person oh and i see I went to Yina and Ethan for Valdis and Vanna, and then slowly I kind of took them back once they had worked their magic on them. And then you went and made him soft and gay. <laughs> I, I'm he's sorry! Not uh, he's not soft in our campaign. He is in a... In a Why like... didn't you let me kill him? Because I like him! I'm sorry! No, I'm sorry. Die. I don't no, know! I just you. I don't oh, know. Fuck. I just I just really enjoyed his character and I wanted to like have some fun with him I and I didn't mean to like I didn't mean to like make him wild but it just happened and now I love him and I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's that's awful. all of us with our D&D characters. It's like I didn't mean to adopt this child, but here we yeah. are. Yeah. Valdis slowly became Shay's character to the point where when I'd play him, I like I'd play him in an episode, and the next day Shay would give me notes, kind of like about his personality and stuff. And I was, what the heck, Shay? And, and then rather than be like, <laughs> rather than be upset by it, I was like, oh, okay, cool, that's how I do him right. And then it took me a minute, and I went, wait a second. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I don't know. I like. I think the fact I, that it's originally Beast's character is the funniest thing ever. I know. I'm sorry. Am I just shake his like, notes? I'm so sorry. Look, I don't know. I just, I tend to like do that with stories too. Like 
I, I used to, God, I hope this doesn't make me seem like a bad person. It's just what I do. I used to come up with stories just completely by myself when I was younger, right? But like, Mm -hmm. I never really did anything with them. And then when I got older, I had friends who like would talk to me and they would be like, oh, I have this story idea, but like, I don't really know what to do with it. I don't think it's that good. But then like, I hear this pitch and I'm like, no, wait, that's so cool. Like, let me get super, super into this thing and like help you with it. And I feel like that's kind of my role in storytelling now is like, I rarely come up with an idea just completely on my own. I really enjoy like helping other people with their ideas, you know? Like, I like to be that person that's kind of like, oh, but what if you did this or this or like, you know, and I I just get like really, really excited and like super, super into other people's ideas, but not in like a I'm gonna steal your idea way, more in like a I wanna help you make your idea really, really you know. Yeah, I get that. It's just very funny. It's just, the Valda story <laughs> is very funny. <laughs> I know. I'm I just I I don't know. I just really liked him and I got a chance to play him in an RP like I went to you and I asked you like uh, you know like I wanted permission I was like can I play him in this RP and you were like yeah sure and I just I just loved playing him so (laughs) and then then he became soft and gay (laughs) and then I made him soft and gay I'm sorry I just fun bad (laughs) thing It's not this one. It is not this yeah. one. Yeah. It's also partially Lance's fault. It, I will say it is partially Lance's fault. Because, La- because, yeah, Lance, a bit. because Lance gave me a character to make him soft and gay with. Wait, who was that? It was, Yum, it was uh, Neom at first. And then it was Hauser. More so Hauser. More so Hauser. Hey, Everyone, look, I was going to have him do more evil shit. And then they were like, I want Valdis to have a sweet redemption arc. And I was like, I'm going to give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. We've been talking about this way too long. <laughs> we I, really have. I really hope that didn't sound like I was putting you on blast. I, I, it I, did I, a little bit, but you know what? I'm here. It was very funny. <laughs> well um, deserved. So yeah, my character creation process is all over the place. Sometimes um, they just come to me. Sometimes I like choose a class that I've never done before or like a race that I've never done before. Um, sometimes I'll like have a dream about a character and I'll make a character based on that. And sometimes I just straight up that? steal them from me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Shay to play Jitter and another. <laughs> <laughs> She starts playing Calum, and somehow he's <laughs> somehow he's become more Calum than when yeah, you played Calum. Exactly. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> What's a fantastic development? Fucking hilarious. Boy. Okay, continuing on. Um, these there's a lot of like deeper. And I'm worried at our speed. Um, we so got break, this. A, break it up. Who's a better cartwheeler, Sari or Caleb from Brave? 
do we need to answer that question? I really don't. Who Sorry is absolutely who, the queen who, of the cartwheel. <laughs> She taught him to cartwheel. He has not escalated to be better than her. He is still a student. <laughs> he's he's the Padawan. She's the Jedi. Vaguely threatening. 